Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Very good morning to you as we make it happen here on this Thursday, November the 30th. It's 2023. We are getting through by the day and last day of the month of November with December around the corner. We got a heck of a lot to talk about here. So good to have you on board. Team B Media Bunker Studio. Josh Bertaccini with you after a late night last night on the hill at Bud Walton Arena. As I like to say, hanging out with 20,000 of my closest friends was a pretty good evening, y'all. It was a pretty fantastic evening of basketball. As the Hogs find a way to beat number seven Duke to put themselves into the mix now, potentially moving forward for a much better season than it looked like it might be for a while there. Really appreciate you folks tuning into the show. We got a lot going on here as we work our way through and it's the real nwa jb follow listen watch and subscribe across all social media i think you'll like what we're working with it has been a grind and a half year in the first three four months of the show and you know what it's never going to stop being a grind same as the arkansas razorback basketball team knows you have got to buckle down and fix your own problems nobody else is doing it for you that's not how it's going to go and arkansas razorback basketball was having a lot of problems heading into this contest with the Dukies last night. Nostalgia in the air, 1994, very much present in the building. You had Nolan Richardson in the house getting serenaded by the fans. Obviously, you had Scotty Thurman making his moves around the house. Corliss Williamson, that was all very, very cool stuff. You know who else was there? Our boy Bobby Petrino, as we figured, was announced officially via a low-key press release yesterday afternoon he was there at the game sitting with sam Pittman. they awkwardly put them on the tv screen several times but there was no official introduction of bobby petrino which was very very odd you go through the rigmarole to bring this guy back you go through the rigmarole to change the policies of rehiring employees who have been problem children in the past and then this is what you come up with you don't even let the fans who are cheering for him all night long get a chance to take it next level. I don't know. Odd. But we'll get back to football in a little bit. Bobby Petrino in is the OC. Fans in the house at Bud Walton Arena for some hoops. You had a record crowd, if we believe the Kremlin. And on this one, I do. This is not the same as, you know, the Florida International game where, you know, I'm sitting there and there's like maybe 20, 25,000 people there, maybe in the second half. You got the, you know, the, the fanatics. Oh my goodness, it's a sellout. It's not. 
That's why I, one of the reasons I go to these games, so I can use my eyes and give you a real take and not just listen to the Kremlin, who told us there were 70,000 people at that game. Remember that? Nope. No, there were not. Uh, last night, there were every bit of 20,000 plus people there. A sea of white. Reminded me a lot of that Arkansas-Syracuse game from, what, 11, 12 years ago, which was also a whiteout night. And how the crowd was just ready. Students were lined up. They were pumped for this game. You know, we were all pumped for this game when it surfaced on the schedule back in the spring. Talking about it all summer. Thinking Arkansas had a chance to be a top 10 team with some of the recruiting moves that Eric Musselman is, has made on the heels of three straight trips to the Sweet 16, including back-to-back Elite Eight runs. And they've hit some bumps in the road. Certainly the Bahamas, not a great showing. Teams seem to be going through the motions of figuring out who fit best into what role. And then you lose Traymond Mark, your leading scorer, going into this game against Duke. So last night, the one guy you could count on for instant offense, the one guy who from the jump this year has looked right, wasn't even in the mix. You didn't have Traymond Mark. We found out half an hour before the game, again, via low-key press release. No, his back hurts. He's not going to play. Figured he wasn't. He was out there on the court during the shooting lines, clapping and screaming for his teammates, and I like that. That's leadership there. You take a page out of that. Some other players should show that. That was team ball. And you know what? Arkansas was ready to go. Filipowski caused some problems all night. And you talk about a seven-foot guy who's got moves like a guard. Augs did the best they could to keep him off the glass. And you got some big-time performances out of your best players. Trevon Brazil, we talked about the onus being on Trev to lift his game to another level. After going scoreless in the contest against North Carolina, Just last week, you couldn't have that again. You just couldn't. And so fortunately for Arkansas, you didn't. You didn't have that as Brazil was ready to go from the jump, getting you some buckets, making some plays. And you could tell early on, I mean, by the under-16 timeout, he had six points. He was ready to roll. Trev would finish with 19 points, 11 rebounds, a career-high four three-pointers. For your boy TB12, who looks like he is um, continuing to get better and better and better. And I I think Brazil can keep more of this dog mentality. Go to work, get your lunch pail, and then go home at the end. I I think that'll serve him well at the next level, too. But he was great last night. Caleb Battle, what a baller. Philly style, coming at you. Hitting fadeaways, getting to the rack. Knocking down the trifectas. I thought battle was absolutely tremendous. 21 points for Arkansas off the pine, really keying the victory with his play, his shot-making ability throughout the contest. And uh, Leighton Blocker coming in, giving you some extensive minutes as a defensive piece. All awesome stuff. Now, you did see Devo dinged up early. He he rode the pine a lot in the second half. And it wasn't all, you know, what's in giggles for the Hogs. There were some very anxious moments as this basketball game got late. You saw Arkansas almost throw it away, literally and figuratively, having major problems against the press break. And so what was a 15-point lead dwindled down to a single possession there inside of 30 seconds left. And... Fortunately for Arkansas, a couple of free throws and you you hold on for a five-point victory. 80-75, to Arkansas slays the Duke Dragon. 
Blue Devils were ranked number seven in the country coming in. It's a pretty decent basketball team. John Shire's crew still figuring it out, though. You feel like their guard play is not where it's going to need to be for them to have a big-time season. But um, that was a heck of an environment last night, y'all. And you know I love basketball, and you know I've been to hundreds of games of Bud Walton over the last 20 years. That was on the short list for my most favorite evenings, and that's just because you know it was a court storming all over again, although that was fun to wrap it up. But you've had Hog fans go through the motions with a brutal football season, and just when it looked like maybe the basketball team would falter out the gates, would not have the kind of year that a lot of us thought it might have, they find a way to gather themselves, they finish the game off, and another marquee victory for Arkansas Razorback basketball as Eric Musselman takes another huge win in his back pocket and for a Razorback basketball team that had slid its way out of the top 25 and was having major defensive problems, you flip that stuff on its head. Not that it's all fixed. Not that it's fixed. I did not say that. But for a night, you looked like a team that wanted it again. And so much of defense, so much of chasing on the perimeter and contesting trifecta attempts is wanting it and getting after it and finding a way to get deeper. So why conditioning and wind matters so much in basketball and really all sports. But this team answered the bell, and they seemed like a team finally, didn't they? Last night. So we got a long way to go here. And we go from the high of, you know, the the biggest crowd ever at Bud Walton Arena and one of the all-time best wins there at Bud Walton Arena to now you're going to, you know, finish up your final exams and finish up the semester and you'll play Furman on Monday. And then next Saturday, you go to Tulsa to the BOK to play OU for round three of that seemingly um, annual game now. I like that game with Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's better this year. So that'll be a test next week. You got Abilene Christian who made the tournament last year right before Christmas. And then it's in the conference play first week of January. So, you know, we're still five weeks away from conference play, but we are getting closer and it sure looks like it's going to be a really good season for the Arkansas Razorback basketball team. How good? I don't know. There are certainly issues with this team size and physicality, but you got a great coach. You got a lot of high end scoring talent and you beat the seventh best team in the country without your leading scorer last night without Tremont Mark. What a lift. That is to the rest of the team. And if I'm Eric Musselman, I'm talking about that nonstop in practice. We are bigger than one guy. And I got Traymond Mark standing right next to me when I'm saying that, right? We are bigger than one guy. You got Traymond with the arms folded. I'm envisioning it right here. Just nodding his head up and down. This guy right here gives you everything he has. He almost broke his back trying to will us back against UNC. It ain't all about him either. It ain't all about me. That's the talk. This is a team now. And at the end of the year, you know, this win's going to come back to help you in a major way. You're talking about an eight seed, a nine seed. Maybe you're talking about a five or a six. All of a sudden, the win over Duke looms large on your season-defining moments, and I think that bumps you up from an eight or a nine to a, you know, a four or a five, a five or a six. Those numbers get very, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fluid, right? They change quickly when the bracketologist, when the tournament committee is putting it all together. And a win like this against Duke on the heels of beating Purdue, 
which you can call an exhibition game all you want. But a month ago, Arkansas beat Purdue, who's now the number one team in the country, in what was another fantastic game at Bud Walton Arena. So in the span of a month, and it's not even you know into December yet, we have had two fantastic basketball games at Bud Walton Arena that the Razorbacks have won. And uh, man, to be two top 10 teams in the first month of the season, that is not happening too often. Arkansas Razorback basketball with a monster win last night. Really gets some juice back for the Hoops team as they move it forward. And we head our way into the holiday stretch here with December literally coming up tomorrow around the corner. We're just scratching the surface here today, about 15 minutes in to our conversation. Team B Media. There for you each and every day from the Bunkus Studio. Your boy Josh Bertaccini here. And we got a long way to go as we continue to get this thing rolling. Headlines on the other side. We'll break down the box score. I got must sound to share. And we'll talk with Jermaine Petty as well before all is said and done. 90 minutes, my friends. 90 minutes. Coming at you and doing it on the daily. You know how we roll from the Bunka Studio. Quick timeout. We're coming right back. Hang tight. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the head hog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. 
so what? Yeah, it's Christmas time, baby. I'm feeling the music, the tunes. Every time you throw a station on, it's something Christmassy. You got all kinds of awesome stuff going on right now. This is what you got. Um, welcome aboard, Team B Media. It's the real NWA JB as we do this thing each and every morning for you. I'd say five days a week, but you know it's six days a week with our commitment to the postgame coverage. Arkansas Razorback basketball getting it done yesterday as we make our way through the headlines here. 80 to 75 in front of the largest crowd in Bud Walton Arena history. On the 30th anniversary of the first game ever played in the building, always get 21 from Battle, a double double from TB. And you beat Duke by the count of 80 to 75 in the SEC ACC challenge. Eric Musselman has 100 wins at Arkansas now. How about them apples? 100 wins, 45 losses. It's a great win percentage, almost 70%. 210 and 79 in his ninth year in college. So he is uh, he's winning a lot of games, is what he is. No Tremont Mark last night. But the Hogs played some great defense, holding the Dukies to just over 30% shooting. And uh, man, what an awesome evening it was. Now, I thought opportunity kind of missed by Arkansas as far as having Bobby Petrino there. They put him on the screen a couple of times, but they never officially introduced him. Explain that. You saw Sam Pittman very uncomfortable. Seated next to Bobby when he was on the screen there. Bobby, you know, all smiles. I think it might have been Chuck or Steve, one of y'all on the Facebook page saying it would have been disrespectful to Sam to cheer for Bobby. That is a very strange take. Disrespectful? Then why put him on the screen? That doesn't even make sense. If you're worried about Bobby Petrino... And the disrespect for, first of all, no, Chuck, very incorrect. Sam Pittman was not the guy who hired Bobby Petrino. That's not what happened at all. It's not a good take. Second of all, this idea here that we've now got to walk on broken glass almost, right? With like the feet very softly because we're all worried that Petrino's back and there's cheerleaders out there. I had a guy yesterday, you can't put him out there with the cheerleaders or the dance team on the floor. It's going to be an awkward look. I'm not saying you're wrong. But if this was the concern you had, that it was going to be weird and awkward and tough to manage bringing Bobby Petrino back and throwing your morality out the window and your integrity out the window, then why'd you bring him back? The disconnect that continues right now between the University of Arkansas Athletic Department and what the fans want is unbelievable. It really is. Just absolutely unbelievable. And I don't think you can support almost anything they're doing. It just doesn't make sense. Can't tell you how many people yesterday told me how disgusted they were with the announcement of that Arkansas Edge Collective right when they announced that. And the U of A is asking the plebeians like you and me for more money to buy out coaches. I mean, it's just bad. Talk about disrespectful. So disrespectful to the fans. But Arkansas wins. You piece through the box score a little bit like I like to do. And you see a lot of positive stuff. 19 points, 11 rebounds for TB. Hogs went 9 of 22 from 3. That's some home cooking at your gym. Duco 6 of 22. Free throws basically even, so you can't play that card. I thought the refs called a good game. 21 of 31 for Duke and 19 to 30 for Arkansas. Almost identical. You look at the Hogs. It was Brazil, Lawson, Davenport, Ellison, Davis. And let's not forget about Jeremiah Davenport's contribution as we break it down here either. I thought his back-to-back trifectas to close out the first half were huge. You were starting to let go of the rope. You had slipped, I think, by what? You were down three points, four points. But it looked like Arkansas might be fading. 
And you get a huge three by Davenport to chop the lead, right? To down to a point, maybe it tied it up. Duke gets a bucket. And then right before the gun on the final possession of the first half, JD knocks another three down. And so instead of trailing, you could have been down by five, six, seven points going into the break and feeling a lot less positive about yourself. Instead of that happening, what Arkansas ends up getting is a huge lift momentum wise. And that's what Davenport does. You brought him here from Cincinnati to knock down open corner threes. And man, huge shots out of Davenport, who barely played in the second half. Six points for him, two for four from three. He only played 15 minutes. A lot of defense in the second half. Caleb Battle played 31 minutes off the pine, 21 points. Had himself five rebounds and five assists to go along with it. He was Arkansas's all-around best player. 19 points, 11 rebounds for Brazil. How about Chandler Lawson? Box score within the box score. Seven points, eight rebounds, and six blocks. And this guy looks like a velociraptor out there. Or a, what were they called again? You know, the, the birds that fly the dinosaurs. I'm missing it right now. But it was something. They look like them. A pterodactyl. There you go. And it was in the brain somewhere. Plenty of trips to the Museum of Natural History when I was a youngin. Um, he looks like something, doesn't he? So long. Like a seven foot two wingspan left to right. It's unbelievable. Uh, Brazil played almost the whole game. 38 minutes. He got 30 minutes out of Lawson. El- Ellis had a nice game. With nine points, six assists, and three rebounds, he played 31 minutes. Nebo Davis, 22 minutes. Did not play much in the second half. Gave up a lot of minutes to Layden Blocker, who played 21 minutes, hit all three of his shots from the floor, three of five from the free throw line. Outstanding defense. Did have four turnovers. Struggled against the press break, which was highly problematic as we talked out the gates. You've got to be working on that in practice pretty much all day today. But Blocker was, uh, this kid can play. Now he's not, you know, you listen to some of the homers and you hear like, I'm, on, I'm listening to a little bit of the radio broadcast on the way home um, uh, on the uh, on the app. And I hear, I think it was Coach Z say something like, oh, Layton Blocker is far and away the best freshman in the country. That's not true. See, that's, that's Kremlin-esque kind of propaganda there. He's not a great offensive player. But he is a tremendous defensive player, and he plays with confidence, and he attacks the rack. He's not a great ball handler. He's not. But there's so much upside there, and I love that Muss, he's a guy who respects Moxie. He's a guy who has a ton of Moxie, so he's putting him in the game, and he's delivering. You know what else he put in the game for a minute in the first half? Bay fall. And he went out there, grabbed an offensive rebound, played 45 seconds, and then subbed out. He's skinny, but he's talented. Jalen Graham played only two minutes in the game, yet he was celebrating on the floor with everybody. Makai Mitchell, nine minutes, a couple big buckets late. Six points for him. What a win. What a win. Arkansas holds the Dukies for the game to 35% shooting from the floor while you shoot 49% as you roll the victory. So what a night. A lot of basketball talk. Football officially hires... Bobby Petrino yesterday afternoon. They almost seem embarrassed about it, don't they, the U of A? Like, they're kind of squirming around, showing Petrino on the camera. We're worried about Sam's feelings. They look uncomfortable in the crowd. I mean, you chose to do this. This is your move. U of A changing the rules to rehire a guy who put him in a really tough spot uh, 12 years ago. But Petrino back, that's put out by, uh, not a tweet yesterday, I guess it was just a press release. We'll have a chance to 
talk with Sam and Bobby this afternoon over at the Royals Center. Um, I don't know what we're going to find out there. What, what was most surprising to me was who's not going to be the press conference. Hunter Juracek continues to be uh, unavailable to the media. So we're just supposed to roll with that. Okay. Let it be what it will be. Uh, how about the Hogs all over Sports Center tonight? It's great to see that too. North Carolina blasted Tennessee last night in this ACC SEC challenge. Only won by eight, but was up by 25 points halfway through the first half. How does that even happen? Virginia dunked all over AM, won 59 to 47 in that contest. Uh, how about St. Joe's in a big five clash? Stunning Nova, which just won the battle for Atlantis. Wake Forest beat Florida by 11. 82-71. Auburn beat by Tech, 74-57. Georgia went into Florida State. That was a good win with a late bucket. 68-66 for Georgia in Tallahassee. Um, and then Boston College goes into Nashville and whoops, Vanderbilt. How about that? 80-62. So SEC holding its own. ACC, great basketball conference. NCAA tournament, the ultimate decider about who the best teams are and who's going to be the uh, the last four teams standing, or certainly the last team standing when all is said and done. Other items as we make it through here, a lot of stuff going on in the transfer portal right now. K.J. Jefferson had himself an interesting day yesterday. Reports flying early on that he had bounced out of Arkansas for South Carolina, that he was into the transfer portal, and then you had... KJ slide on the Instagram. I haven't decided anything yet. I mean, here we go. So then everybody's trying to interpret those tea leaves. Look, I love me some KJ. Guy had a remarkable career here. Played his guts out behind a lot of offensive lines that just weren't very good. But you know what? Ships sail, man. They move on. And uh, you can't always just have a holla back girl thing like the Bobby Petrino stuff. I think KJ needs to get out of Dodge. I think KJ needs a fresh start. And his NFL stock has fallen so dramatically that he probably needs a fresh start somewhere in college right now. But um, quarterbacks in the transfer portal, Matt Rule at Nebraska says, let's be honest, $1 to $2 million the going rate. I think we knew that for a good quarterback in the transfer portal. And we'll see how that all plays out. Um, is Mark Cuban really selling? Is he really selling his ownership stake in the mass? Or majority stake, at least. That's Quite the story there is what that is. All right, 740 if you're listening live. And if you're doing it later on in your own time via the podcast platforms, good for you through the gates of the podcast universe. Five, 10 minutes after we wrap each and every show up. And whether you listen back, kind of DVR on your own time via Apple or Spotify or whatever, I'm not judging. I'm just saying thank you for listening. We need to take ourselves a break. When we come back, we'll hear some sound from Eric Musselman as Arkansas Razorback basketball celebrates a great night, and the fans continue to react. Jermaine Petty, before we are done today as well. It's The Real and WHJB. Stay tight. Coming right back. 
on the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal at an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work, to branding new businesses, or rebranding an existing business, to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hawks! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. What a morning. Good show as we continue the conversation. Arkansas over number seven. Duke last night. Record crowd at Budwald Arena down the block here in Fayetteville. And, of course, our question of the day, what was your favorite thing about this Arkansas Razorback basketball win? Promise you some must sound earlier. Had the chance to get out to the game last night. Grab some post-game sound. The head hawk talking about the win. His team stepping up against Duke. Let's jump right into it. And certainly lack of ball movement was a, was a big weakness on uh on our part in the last two games in in nassau but i will say that the uh the way the schedule laid out in in uh in the bahamas was was difficult um games two and three the lack of we didn't have 24 hours i've never experienced i've never seen a team uh, so tired no excuses because you know that going into a tournament that plays three games in three days um but memphis is really good and north carolina is really good and uh, in a short sample size, I know it was an exhibition game, but you play Purdue in an exhibition game. You go to the Bahamas, you play those three games. 
you play this game tonight, we've really been challenged. Uh, and I think we're going to get better. Uh, incredible home crowd tonight. I mean, just, just an insane environment. Um, you know, really cool to, to experience that even as a, we still need more from both of them defensively. I think they both can improve. Um, you know, we don't want a battle following a three-point shooter late. Um, I think Al can keep the ball in front of him a little bit better. Uh, blocker's defense was awesome. Um, you know, it's tough position to, you know, you're trying to break a press. The team's down and they're, uh, you know, coming at you with an extra defender. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure Layton's going to, you know, he's going to be able to, that's a big time learning experience for a freshman to be in a game you know, down the stretch against Duke in front of the largest crowd in the history of Bud Walton and do it, you know, early in his freshman year. So a lot of really positive things. I thought the you know, uh, the execution of the game plan tonight was a 10 out of 10, um, you know, especially when 25 Mitchell was in the game and, and we had an extra defender at the rim or a goalie. Um, and I thought it, it, you know, it, it, it might've altered their um, rotation from what we've seen in the past. Tell me what your thoughts are about your depth and the quality of it. Well, tonight, you know, when you look at the bench, um, the bench points, 36 to nine, um, I think Kevin, that's, that was a big part of, of, uh, of tonight's win. Uh, Cause when you're down your leading score and your bench uh, goes out and, 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 and outscores an opponent like that that's that talented uh, with a full roster. I think it, it, it you know, that signifies, you know, it's, a, it's pretty clear that we do have uh, some depth. And I thought that uh, Davenport's two threes were, were crucial. Um, I thought blockers dribble drives. Um, and, and then I thought Mitchell did a great job with six points in nine minutes on his rolls and finishes around the rim. On that. Uh, you talking about battle. I think it's his fourth 21 point game. And then the five rebounds and five assists coming off the bench. I thought his assists were probably the most impressive thing. Um, he drew extra defenders. Um, we ran a couple isolation plays for him. He did a good job of reading the defense and reading the extra help. Um, and his rebounds, you know, really important. Um, you know, we need, you know, like Davenport, he, we need, we need JD to rebound a little bit for us, for, for us to be able to extend his minutes because he can certainly stretch the defense out with his three point shooting. So, you know, with each of our guys, there's areas that each guy still got to get a lot better at for us to reach our potential. Didn't have any points in the Bahamas. I don't think he had any assists. Um, what happened to him in the Bahamas and then what happened tonight where he looked, you know, more like he, more like his, his usual self, I guess. Well, he didn't get a lot of op, you know, he was over 10 over there and, um, you know, I didn't think that we were doing the things that, you know, that I wanted to do from a ball movement standpoint. So, um, you know, you hope that, uh, you know, players can, can learn and sit back and, and evaluate. So I thought he was great. I mean, I don't know if he turned the ball over at all the whole game. I mean, and, and, uh, you know, he, I think tonight he started the game off over four. Um, cause I remember whispering to my son, you know, he's, he's over 14, his last 14 attempts, you know, and I got to make a decision, but I, I, I do think it's, it's, uh, I do think it's clear that, that when L plays good, we're a much better team. So, uh, whether I have to, uh, 
you know, stick with him if he's if he's struggling in a game, that might be the case and, and, and try to let him play through it a little bit more maybe than I did in the Bahamas. How big was it that L responded with you guys down your leading score? Well, that was part of, yeah, I mean, a big part of the reason that we changed the starting lineup like we did is um, is because of T Mark being out. So Layton did a great job, um, you know, in, in, in Nassau, but we, there's no way we're going to win tonight's game without L picking up some of T Mark's points. There's no way that we were going to win tonight without Davenport making one or two threes. Uh, so that's why we started those those two players, and obviously we made a change at center too. So a lot of uh, a lot of changing of the starting lineup from from what we saw our last uh, game against North Carolina. Which seems like Chandler Lawson's two best games maybe have been against Purdue and now Duke. Let's enable him to elevate his game in these matchups. Well, I think it's you know against a, a seven foot or a six eleven plus player. Uh, he does a great job of walling up. I think he's a really deceptive shot blocker. Um, he's done a good job for us going vertical. And, um, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you play some of these other teams and they're, you know, smaller. And um, the great thing is, I mean, we're going to we're going to run into a lot of real, you know, big guys in, in our league that can that can score with their basket back to the basket and can score around the rim. So we're going to need, I mean, the shots blocked to, to you know, to play, um, to play Duke and have 10 blocks is. But Brazil, before his injury last year, I don't feel like he was rebounding the ball quite like what he's done this year. Is that an accurate assessment? Like, is he a better rebounder for you this year? I think so. I mean, and um, look, I, I mean, I told him the other day, like, I, I, I think he's capable of having like 20 every night. You know, I mean, he had 11 a night. That's really good. But, you know, I think he should have more because of his leaping ability, his hands, his timing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his stat line's awesome. But I think he's got potential in, in his body to... All right, I'm going to call it on that note as we continue. And look, a lot of good stuff really across the board out of Mustard. I thought the talk about Layden Blocker was super interesting and um, also talking about, you know, how he expects more out of his guys, out of his team. It's not good enough to just be in the fight. It's not good enough to just, you know, win a game or two. You're trying to make a deep run. You're trying to peak out in February, March, and, and perhaps April, if you can play that far this year. Well, I still think Arkansas has got a long way to go. It does feel like they're getting closer as the days go by here. It is, uh, it's been a fun morning. All right, my friends, barreling down the backstretch of a fantastic Thursday show here today. Y'all have been so much fun to talk with here this morning. You make it a ton of fun for us every day here on the new production as we wrap our third full month on the show today. We are now, what, 70 or some odd uh, morning shows into it. Obviously, a full season of football postgame shows. We're into basketball now, hardcore, uh, and... Y'all are finding us, and that says everything. It really does. Podbean Live, making it happen. Love that, that you're able to do that with us each and every day. Obviously, YouTube, tremendous on the post games as you get a chance to glance inside of the Funka studio, right? And take yourself a look at what we're doing here behind the scenes a little bit. And 
Of course, podcasts give you a chance to kind of DVR the show and listen back on your own time as we knock that out into the podcast platform universe. What about five, 10 minutes after we close out each and every day's show? And down the stretch we go in today's show. What a night. What a night for Arkansas Razorback basketball, for its fans, for anybody who has been struggling in Razorback land with a very bad football season and all of the seeming chaos and confusion around what's been going on with this Razorback um, football program. You feel like last night was a step in the right direction again. And uh, glad to see that. Glad to see Bud Walton Arena rocking like it was again for an evening. Um, it was just, it was, it was tremendous. It really was. Your thoughts are coming in on the social media here today across the board. And we'll get in a call or two before we wrap this bad boy up. What was the single best thing last night? What was the single best thing about this Arkansas Razorback basketball win? Some of your thoughts, Nate Dog. The bend, not break mentality that this team showed at the end. That's what will make the difference come March. I love that Nate goes there. You bent pretty badly against Duke's press there. The biggest thing you got to do is man up, is be more physical, not let them beat you to spots and bully you. Bill Lepowski's a beast, man. 26 for him. Uh, Rugsy got to see him at the game last night. That was fun. Storm in the court, baby. Yeah. Not that I was down there on the court with everybody else, but absolutely I was. Um, Tiny Timbo in Christmas mode at the real NWA. JB says seeing Nolan Corliss and Scotty all in the crowd on TV, and they were reliving that 94 natty against Duke. It was pretty cool to see them all there, wasn't it? Aaron writes in intensity of play. Definitely not the storming of the court after the game. Really? It's pretty awesome, Aaron. Layton, atmosphere. Jeff, the win itself. I mean, that was one of those nights when I could take that for an answer, too. Just seemed like the victory was enough in its own right, right? I like that out of Jeff there. How about Facebook.com slash the real NWAJB? Lady Katie, so many things, Joshua. Record loud crowd, our team stepping up, bouncing back from the Bahamas, and our current head hog. Getting his 100th win. Who cares that we're going to get fined for it? Good one out of Katie. Todd says Bobby Petrino in the house. I mean, that was pretty cool. I think it's what a lot of folks were there for. You wanted a little bit more of uh, of maybe that. But this was about basketball. I get that argument. I get that argument. Tyler, love that they started quick and didn't let the moment get the best of them. Absolute dogfight in the second half. Great night for hog basketball, except the officiating. Tyler, you had to mess it up with the officiating comment. How about my guy, Chris Holman? Seeing JB in person. Finally, right, Chris? The two, That's my favorite part, uh, favorite part of going to these games, by the way. Just I get to see y'all. Folks, JB, JB. And I, try, I meet people I haven't met before. You know me, I don't know you yet. I have no idea of you, though. Uh, Chris, cool guy. Seeing JB in person with his friend Mike last night. Two threes by Davenport were huge in the first half. Missing free throws was awfully bad, but the favorite part, other than JB, was blockers reverse for Brazil's three balls. Play the win all the way. Uh, Todd seeing Nolan in the house. Mr. Bacon, frying that bacon. Give me some fried bacon. Watching our moxie throughout the entire game. We got rattled, but never gave in. Also love seeing Coach there. How about Brian in North Carolina? Huge Razorback fan. Taking the show with him to the Tar Heel State. Love it. 
Dookie's not. I bet. I wonder what they're saying today, Brian, on their local radio. They're probably not too happy on their local digital radio beat. Um, Ryan says Brazil four seven from downtown, eleven rebounds. He was clutch. More of that, please. Also, BP in the house, like everybody keeps saying. Dennis Jay Bellis on the call, giving props to Bud Walton Arena and the crowd. Bobby Brazil's three during the second half run that was followed by Coach Shire's arms pumping in the air. How about Anthony? Everyone's stepping up to fill the void without Traymond Mark. Made the score look closer with our full court struggles. That's part of the game, though. I mean, of course it made the, st- the score look closer. Of course it did, because it was closer. Good thoughts all show long. Y'all are fantastic. Arkansas, 80, Duke, 75. One of the best wins in program history. I mean, look, it's a great day for Arkansas Razorback basketball fans. You have not had a lot to celebrate here on the hog scene of late. It's been a difficult stretch, but hopefully things starting to quiet down a little bit on the football front. We got a presser later today with Sam Pittman and Bobby Petrino, which should be awfully interesting. And we'll certainly have some of that sound to share with you on the program tomorrow. Basketball getting ready for, I guess it's next game now is Furman, right? Coming up on Monday. Furman's actually not a bad team. If I'm remembering correctly, I think they uh, they knocked somebody off in the NCAA tournament here in the last couple of years, but decent game coming up. And I think right now the buzz about this Razorback basketball team is, again, fortunately, more about them and their talent and their upside. And we're getting to watch this team grow and we're only a month into the season. What an awesome ride it's going to be for Arkansas Razorback basketball all the way through March. And we'll be with you the whole way through people's postgame show every Saturday. We're going to do a uh, little special December Christmas season version of one after the Oklahoma game in Tulsa next week. And then we'll take a couple weeks off for the holidays and come right back first week of January every Saturday for three plus months the whole way through the rest of this journey that we make together don't we in the big picture and certainly in the uh the micro details as well y'all are fantastic that's sports radio audience of all times the best sports radio audience of all times i don't know what else to say what a night had a blast very little sleep for any of us i'm sure but you know what we'll get through it last day of november rain coming down it's chilly And we're headed towards Christmas just a few weeks out. For the whole Team B Media crew, I'm Josh Bertuccini. Thank you so much for listening. Podcast up in a bit. Y'all have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.